Hello, and you're listening to Just Forget About It, a podcast taking you away from the strains of everyday life. My name is Dave, and with me today, I've got Dan and Lewis. So welcome back, Lewis. You haven't been here for a while, but obviously you're very, very busy. It's been a long time. Has been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so the question this week, um, as all of us are football fans, is we just come out of the international break. Gareth Southgate is the England manager. What would you do if you were England manager? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I thought you were going to ask if, if we could decide what happened to him. Um, well, I, th- I think we can all decide and that would be a very quick pod. Yeah, yeah it would be a quick pod. Um, I think he, you know what, I, I've, obviously we've done well at the last couple of tournaments. But I do also think that we've played a lot of fairly easy teams to get there in our runs mm. to kind of get to the semi-final and a final. I know we beat Germany and that's obviously quite a good result. But he has been fortunate with the way that the draws lined up for him. Yeah, I, I, I would completely go against what he's doing. And I, when I say that, I mean it in the, in the, in the respect of he's trying, trying to play tournament football outside of a tournament. There's no point. He's trying to play counter-attacking football and, try, and just defend first. There's no point because we haven't got a strong enough defence for it. I would completely go like Pep and just go all out attack. When we attack, we score. When we score, we win games. And that is what what matters in football, really, is you win football matches. It's entertaining. He's got the he's got a wealth of talent there to choose from mm. to, to make probably one of the best attacking sides in world football at the minute and probably one of the youngest. And he's just so negative. We'll play like Panama and he'll play two holding midfielders and play five at the back. Why? What what threat do they offer? It doesn't make sense. It's just too negative. I would completely reverse it. Uh, so so his policy right at the start when he uh, became manager was uh, to pick informed players. Yeah, which he's not, is he? He's well, well, no. I mean, he's picking players who have not played yeah. or barely played this season. But he's also picking players or playing players out of position as well. So I, I don't know if you obviously watched the not German match, the Italy match, where he's put Foden Foden on the attacking right, and he put Saka as left wing back. Doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't make sense. So, so what would you do in that that scenario? Play people in their positions. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way when I watched the match, because not many teams play with three at the back for one thing in the Premier League. I suppose do. But they've got the players to play through the back. Man United don't play through the back. Arsenal don't. Man City don't. It's the, for me, no offence to the, uh, outside of Tottenham, it's probably the teams that aren't as good who, who have that more defensive mentality. Yeah. Do, do you think that's a weakness in his management style? Or do you think he's picking players uh, to suit that position? Or do you think he just wants to come away with a draw at best? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. A draw at best. Because if you look at... So you, you rightly pointed out Tottenham there. Yeah, we are one of the teams that play three at the back with two wing-backs. But he's Conte's gone out and bought the players to play in those positions. Yep. He's got three centers, three solid centre-backs-ish. He's gone out and bought wing-backs. He needs another wing-back on the right wing-back. But he's bought what he needs to, to fulfil that role. Con, uh, what's his name? Southgate does have the players for it. But he doesn't choose the right players for it. He's a, he's a walking contradiction because when he said, um, I'll pick people on, on their form and stuff, Jack Grealish is the, is the biggest point in that. When he played for, Berm, uh, for Villa, and I think they were in the championship, 
everyone was calling for him to be picked. And he said, no, no, he has to have more experience in the Premier League to play. Next thing you know, Calvin Phillips gets picked and he's playing in the Championship. As soon as Jack Grealish gets his move to Man City, he's a starter for England. It, 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 he's a walking contradiction. He, he doesn't say what he, what he... He says one thing and then does the other. He doesn't pick on he doesn't pick on form. We we know that. Look at look at the last game we just played. Harry Maguire's massively off form. Nick Pope's been having an okay you know, game or okay season. Um I don't know if um what's the Arsenal's keeper? Ram Ramsdale. Ramsdale, yeah. I don't know if he's injured or what, but surely he'd go in he surely he's he walks in front of Nick Pope, miles in front. Do, do you think he plays favourites instead? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's always been a thing with England where not only do they have favourites, but it's like Lewis said that it's associated by club as well. So Lewis is completely right. Grealish should have got more of a chance at Villa. He should be getting less of a chance at City because he's hardly playing and and not yep. really do, doing enough to get to England. Um, and I think that's and Harry Maguire. I reckon if he played for a club like Everton, there's no way he'd be anywhere near the England team. Connor Cody is. He, yeah, but he's Everton. They, they're, they're defending well. They're playing well. And you yeah. think Eric Dyer has had a solid start to the season. He's only just got back in the England fold. Yep. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know if it... I don't think it's necessarily club football. I wonder if it's more like image. You know, Dyer had yeah. that chance where he, he ran into the stands to have a go at the, the guys that were having a go at his family and stuff. Yeah. So he's got a bit of a record and he goes for people that, you know, don't have... They have a clean image. And I guess you do have to have a clean image because you're... All footballers should have a clean image, by the way. Because um, they're all role models, but I think he picks on image and what they've done in the past. Because you, there's some people that he picked. You know, the, who was it at the World Cup? Someone went, and I can't remember who it was. And there was a complete shock because they didn't even play for their team. Was it Trippier? I can't remember. Someone anyway. They went, and everyone was like, "Why is he going?" Because he doesn't even get in, in his in his um, in his uh, weekday squad or week, weekly squad. Can't we call it? Um, he, he should, yeah, I, I I want him out now. He done well. He's overachieved. And I think there's better managers out there that can come in. And... The situation, the, the thing is with Gareth Southgate, he's so FA, isn't he? Like he's, yeah. like, he could be like an FA spokesperson, yeah. uh, which is why he got yeah. the job in the first place. Is he yes man? Uh, yeah, he, he, and, I think he is. Yeah. But the situation with Trent Alexander-Arnold is a bit weird, though, isn't it? Because he didn't even go to the last tournament when he was he was definitely deserved to go, and he's just now. And I know we've got an abundance of good right backs, but it is weird that situation. It is, but uh, would he be ideal as a wingback? I mean, how many other right backs create as much as him? Yeah, there's not many. Reese James probably is probably the only one that comes close. Yep. Or is he left? No, he's, yeah, right. he's right back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's him and Trent. Yeah. So it, yeah, it is weird. So I guess my next Who, question is: Go on, go on, Ben. I think I'm about to ask your next question. Sorry, but I was about to say, who would you replace Southgate with? About, uh, is see, that what you say? I, I was not going to ask that actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the one I like uh, is actually gone to Chelsea now. It's Graham Potter. Yeah, it's weird how that means I don't like him anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I had hopes that Graham Potter at one point would would come to Tottenham. I really liked him, but the second he's gone to Chelsea, it's yeah. like he's easy. it's uh, uh, I can't yeah. go anymore. Do you not think it's a bit too big step too far too quickly? I, um, Graham Potter's brilliant and he's done an, an amazing job. But do you not feel like he needs a middle club between? Chelsea and Brighton. I'm not dis- discrediting Brighton. They've been fantastic and they've been brilliant. And I love the football they play. They come up, they play football. They come and attack teams. They don't do like a Norwich come up and just sit there and wait for the ball to be thrown over the top or Burnley that doesn't deserve, didn't deserve to be in Premier League as long. And if I've offended someone like that, don't give a shit. Burnley a shit. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like Graham Potter. I wouldn't put him in the England in the England, and I don't think I would have put him in the Chelsea or Spurs job just yet. And I'm not, I'm not as big as Chelsea, but in, in modern history, um, I, I don't. I think it's too big for him at the moment. I think he needs that middle one. If 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 you ask me who I'd put in England for an England manager's job, it would have to be someone with a lot of talent and a lot of experience. Like oh, people, thanks, Lewis. Yeah, you're welcome, David. <laughs> people keep saying about Mauricio Pochettino, but I don't think he could do it. I don't think he's got enough about him yet. I don't know. I'd stick someone like Jose in there. It would be boring football, but at least we win something. Hopefully. Oh, I don't. I, don't, I, I think I struggle with Jose Mourinho going in there just because of what he did to Tottenham. Well, no, we all said for years, if you had a manager come in that played shit football, won one nil every game, but would win you something, you'd be happy, right? If Conte, if Conte won us the league because we were scraping through games one nil, you'd be happy. Yeah, because they got to the brink of a tournament that we would have won. Yeah, if Jose in charge against Man United, we would have won that game. Yeah. Was it Man United? No, it's Man City. Sorry, um, hmm. but. You know, we got rid of him too early. He 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 always delivers something. It might be something small, but he delivers something. And I think that's who you need. You need someone that can go in, talk the talk, and deliver. Dan, Dan who would you go with? I quite like the. I actually, I know Lewis mentioned about not having him, but I quite like the idea of Pochettino um, because in a, in a situation where you can't sign new players like international football, and what he did with Southampton and Tottenham, and took the group of players that they had and turned them into good teams. Hmm. Um, I, I I think there's not many coaches out there that, that have done that. Um, yep. Obviously, he struggled at PSG, but then Mbappe, Mbappe is really the manager of PSG, isn't he? He's, he's, he was just there for as a spokesperson. But yeah, I think Pochettino does well with the group of players that he's got. Um, it would be interesting to see him. The other one's kind of Eddie Howe is being an English manager, but I don't think the amount he's probably getting paid at Newcastle, he's not going to want to leave anytime soon. I don't think you need to be English to be an English England manager. I agree. No, not, not at all. Not as at all. Dave, I'm going to predict yours. You're going to go with Arsene Wenger. No, no, well, obviously you went Graham Potter. I mean, <laughs> I think in, in the Arsenal heyday, I think Arsene Wenger definitely. But the problem is he's been out of football. I know he's part of FIFA. Yeah. Because he hasn't been, he's not that close anymore to club level. Yeah. I don't think he's the right person. Uh, I like the idea of Poch as well, because I really like the way... You know, Tottenham and Southampton played underneath him. The way he developed players and he brought uh, togetherness and excitement. Whereas I think Southgate did that at first, but ever since his reign from start to finish, I can't remember a single game I've enjoyed. But I haven't enjoyed good football. There might be, you know, because I'm an Arsenal fan, I, I get to watch, you know, pretty good football. But I remember, also remember the time we had uh, George Graham uh, back in the late 80s. And the football was terrible. So, so on that, what you look back of our history of support in England, what manager would you say you've enjoyed England under the most? Terry Venables and Bobby Robson. Okay. So if you look at Sven, didn't know what he was doing. Capello, awful. Yeah. Venables and Robson are, well, they're both English for one thing, but. They play good football. They knew how to manage people. Yeah. And I think Glenn Hoddle, terrible. Do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm far too young to remember Bobby Robson managing it. Um, but I, <laughs> I remember Venables' era. 
And I thought the 98 World Cup, I thought was really good as well, which was Hoddle. But I don't know how much of that was what after what Venables did and Hoddle just picked up the reins. Um, but I think it's been downhill since sort of after 98. I don't think, you know, we went through that whole golden generation. I don't remember enjoying England that much, despite having that golden generation. Uh, and I think if you look at the players we have now, the, the young players like Lewis had mentioned are amazing. We were very lucky to have such talented players, but they're just not being used to their potential. I agree. And by the way, that's a really unfair question to ask me about which England manager has been my favourite because I am younger than you guys. <laughs> like, mine, probably about Sven. I've got Sven, Capello, Roy Hodgson. Is that, um, really the earliest is that really the earliest England manager you remember? I kind of remember Glenn Hoddle, but not too much. I think it's like yeah. six, six and a half. Oh. Um, and then obviously, yeah, you've got Steve McLaren, then you've got, um, well, February Hodgson and now Southgate. So I have to pick Southgate because it's the furthest we've got in the tournament twice. <laughs> it's the furthest we've got, um, really, like that I can remember. So that's a really unfair question, Dave. So thanks for putting me on the spot. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you the Euro 96, um, the about England tournament, because we weren't in 94, were we? Nope. Were, we, were we in 92 as well? Were we in uh, the Euros that year? Uh, I think Denmark won that one. I don't think we were. I don't think we were. So that 96 was the first England tournament that I remember um, growing up. Well, saying that, I would have been thir- I'd have been 13 at the time. Uh, but do you remember what, what time before, Dave, when we were in the World Cup? No. So it was no, 96, it's... what do you remember? Maybe, maybe vaguely from Italian 90. Yeah. Um, but, but Euro 96 and, and then on definitely yeah. sticks out. And I think because we hosted, I think that probably helped. Yeah. But I, I don't think we even played that well up until the knockout stages. But when you had players like Gascoigne, who yeah. absolutely amazing. He definitely a loose cannon, but the talent is just sublime. Yeah. Um, but you had uh, Sheringham and Shearer up front. I mean, absolutely amazing. Yeah. But yeah, just brings back all sorts of memories, doesn't it? Like the ball sliding across the goal line and Gaza missed it by like a yard. Yeah, like just sliding. Just need, need a longer studs. But yeah. n- now I look at it and I think, well, we got Harry Kane, you know, one of the greatest strikers ever. But I'm saying that as an Arsenal fan, you can still appreciate, you know, how good he is. Yeah. A lot of that, people. That, which is weird because that, that penalty you took the other night was unreal. It was so, so good. Who's better, him or Thierry Henry? Henry. Greatest Premier League player ever. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Goal, the goal <laughs> records and, and every other record speaks for itself. He played in a league where there was only two real teams and everyone else was like playing Burnley away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, then, if, I, if I look at his squad now, I mean, you've got Foden, brilliant player. Saka, really good. Um <laughs> Do you know what? I, 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 he's got massive potential. I think he's overhyped at the minute. I think because he plays for Arsenal. I think if you stick him in another team, he probably plays. He probably won't get the the, the credit that he's getting. He's good. I, I, I wouldn't say he's. I don't think he's as good as everyone makes out. And that's not just because I'm a Spurs fan. It genuinely. That's. I just. I think well, he's I, got a lot more to develop to to get the, the praise and that he's getting. And I hope he does get it for England's sake because he is good. He's really good. I mean, when he came on against Germany, he tore them apart. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, no. And when he plays in the league, they double team him. There's mm. always two markers to make it more difficult. And then you look at the other players we have, there's just a wealth of talent. Yeah. Just not being used at all. 
But weirdly, we don't really have that great centre-backs. I think that's probably the only really weak spot we've got. I mean, we've got Dyer, Tarkovsky, uh, Tamori, is it? Up and coming. Yeah, Tamori, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Cody, Maguire. Milan. There's not a great wealth of centre-backs there. Do you know not, what I mean? Not like, not like we're used to with likes of like Ferdinand. And yeah, Terry. Like, yeah, we had some, yeah, Terry, the other one, and like, you know, Adams and Keown before them. Like, we had, some, we had some good centre-backs. Um, not so much any, so I agree with that. And Eric Dyer was never a centre-back to start with. He's been made into a centre-back. He, he was midfield, wasn't he? I think it was the other way. I think he was a centre back, then got made yeah. a midfield. Now he's been pushed back to centre back. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's kind of like back in his desired position, but didn't play it for like what five, six, seven years. I think I think that in England, in England's whole setup, that's the weakness is centre backs. Yeah. And actually, it's very similar to watching Spurs. And when I say that, I mean that genuinely, not in the piss take way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where our weakness is as well. I mean, actually, we completely lack a, a, a creative midfielder. Um, but it's exactly the same. We're, we're top heavy. We've got all the wealth of talent going forward. At the back, we're we're getting there, but we're not brilliant. Um, and we've got a great goalkeeper in the goal. And it's exactly the same as England. You know, mm. I would say if it's great. I think it's great for England. But you look at every other position, you could probably name two or three players that you go that they could start. Yeah. Centre back, you probably name one. Don't ask me who it is. Well, I, I think you could struggle to name one. To be fair. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I'd pick guy because he plays the Spurs, but. Because I'd pick Ben White, but he's been playing right back for us this season. Mm. But he's in form. Yeah. But he's not been picked, but you still go with Maguire. Oh, and uh, Luke Shaw, I know he scored against Germany, but he hasn't been playing. No, he is good though. But that's what he picks it on merit. He picks it on um, what they previously did. You know, who who came together. I think what he does is, I might be wrong, but who how they come up through the academies or through the, the England academies. He picks like a group that's been together a long time or a, a group of players. That's why like Callum Hudson-Odoi was being picked, but he, he never got a game for Chelsea. Yep. He was being picked and he was on the bench and he'd come on and you think, but he doesn't get a game. He hasn't played for like six, seven weeks. Or if he did, he came on for like the last five minutes. I think he picks it on who's what, what players have played together at a lower level for England and can continue that through. And I, that's how it looks like it is. Plus favourites, plus names and image or something i don't know hmm. so, so there's a question i was going to ask with them incorrectly predicted what i was going to ask <laughs> is would you have southgate manage your team no as in manage tottenham yep no i think we've got the best manager in the world at the moment so do you stevenage yeah. borough absolutely <laughs> actually no evans is doing a fucking blinding job but no spurs no chance i, I wouldn't want him anywhere near it he can go to brighton <laughs> I, I I'd be exactly the same. I don't want him anywhere near my club. Like, to flip it then. What Premier League teams do you think he would get in? So if 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 every single team was looking for, every single Premier League team was looking for a manager, hmm. and Southgate was available, which ones would he be good at, and which ones I, would he? You he know, could have a he could have a three month stint at Watford, like just uh, <laughs> to get used to the Premier League again. <laughs> Fill the English quota as well and all that. Like, yeah. Um, he wouldn't get in the top six or top eight. I think bottom middle somewhere, if he's lucky. Oh, he'd probably do a job at West Ham. I think they're struggling under Moyers. It could be a good change. Not struggling, but they're, they're, they're not hitting the heights they, they they hit last year. Everton probably do a good job at. But then above above them, you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't not, not at all. Is he, is he, was he Middlesbrough he used to manage? Yeah. 
He got them relegated. The record for them as well. It's interesting. I, I don't think he'll get a job. No, no, unless he goes into like foosball or something. <laughs> I, if you, I think for the front of house sort of presentation, you know, he speaks really well in front of cameras and media and stuff. I think that's that he's really good at. But from a tactic, tactic and managerial sort of perspective, he's not up to scratch. No, no, like give him credit where it's due. He's done a fantastic job at England with what he has. Could he have done better? Probably not. Because if you look at the way we played against Belgium in that third place playoff, whatever, we lost them twice that tournament. We played them twice and we lost them twice. You, you know, you don't deserve to get anything better if you lose twice in a tournament. You can afford losing once in the group stage. Um, so I don't. I think he's done a really good job. What he's done, and I think uh, you know. I could never discredit him. He, he brought so much joy to us fans. You know, we've, we have, we've been crying out to make a semi-final at least and we made a final last year. Hmm. Did he make mistakes in both games? I'd say yes. The, our, our biggest issue in those games was we scored too early. We scored too early and then he sat back and it's yeah. like, no, no, go out. We've, we're on we're, that Italy game, that final, we were, we were on the front foot the whole first half. We were all over him. But what we should have done is we should have gone and killed the game off and we could have killed the game off with the way we were playing. But instead, he went back to that sort of tournament football mentality of defend the lead, and yeah. that doesn't that doesn't sit well. I don't think. I think had had it not been the final, he would have been massively criticised for it. But it's fine; he got to the final, and it well done. But I think he needs that killer. In, you need the killer instinct when you're when you're in a final like that, and didn't have it. Did he? Do you think you could do the job? Not in a million years. <laughs> no, no. Nor do I think I would want the job either. <laughs> <laughs> pay for it, but not the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, it, it, I wouldn't want to be in that much limelight either. You know, he, that's what I mean. Credit to him; he, he done a fantastic job, and he took a lot of stick. But no, thanks, I wouldn't want it. So I don't think a lot of people would want it either. I don't think a lot of managers would want it. No, so do you think you could take the stick from the media? It's not just the media, but social media as well. No, no. I I'll think not just that role, but any sort of famous position on social media at the moment. I think look seems horrific i think i've come off it altogether yeah it's just nasty isn't it it's uh yeah not nice no but what i would like is if i was doing well people dressing up as me you know, <laughs> <the way> <laughs> <laughs> walk down the street and there's loads of me's walking by all right so, <laughs> so what would you what would your management style be in terms of your dress code oh so what, what you... like, uh, the track suit and the aura suit track suit suit would it be you know, trousers and a shirt i would, would you... go I would go probably how Arteta does it, you know, like nice trainers, smart trousers, and jumper and a shirt because it's a bit both, right? I wouldn't want to wear a suit every time. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go casual in the tracksuit. The only time I'd wear a suit would be a cup final. FA Cup final, if I made it, I'd, you know, you go suited and booted. You don't go in tracksuits and hats. It's always been suit, suits and shoes and stuff, but unless you're Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think the Arteta look is probably half sort of casual, halfway between track suits and suits. Well, what does Conte wear? Similar, to be fair. Does he? Yeah, I think he wears like a he wears like a, a jacket and like a t shirt. He, he does wear Spurs branded stuff though, doesn't he? Whereas yeah. I don't think Arteta does. Does he? he wears no, his... he he's black, yeah, pretty much. much. Yeah. And I forgot what I was going to ask now. So. <laughs> oh, so what what I was going to ask? is what type of manager would you be? Would you be one that's shouting from the touchline? Would you just sit in there in a seat? Would you want a seat up in the stands sort of thing? Oh, I'd be on the touchline. Uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd be on the touchline trying to interact. 
Um, probably about three, four nil down. I'd probably go and sit down on the, the bench for a little while and chill out. But <laughs> well, I don't get right. I know the pitches aren't that big, but surely you would. So I, I've grown up traveling to Australia and stuff as a kid with my, with my granddad and stuff, seeing them. We used to go watch Aussie Rules and, you know, the MCG is fucking massive. You can't stand on the side and shout at people and you can't see the whole of the pitch because it's huge. But the coach will always sit up above with an earpiece and analyse the game, how it's mm. being played. And I kind of feel like that makes sense, right? When you're sitting alongside the football pitch, you know, I've sat like row one at Spurs and you, you kind of just see like flat. You can't really make what's going on. You can't really see... If, let's be honest, if you're sitting flat and you, someone scores at the other end, you're a bit like... I think I saw it. Um, <laughs> you kind of need to see the replay, don't you, to find out what yeah. actually happened. And yeah. I kind of feel like it feels like it makes more sense for the coach to be at the top with an earpiece and a, like a microphone saying, right, this doesn't look right. I know they've got all the cameras and they have it all up with the iPads now. It does make, it, it's weird, weird though, isn't it? Do you know what I think? Like, why are they stand on this Maybe you could work hybrid and like turn up like a couple of days and then do the rest from home watching yeah. it on the side. <laughs> How would you react if you were being booed like Southgate is or Maguire is at the moment? I'd do a, I'd do a Granite Xhaka and pump him up and do all that the ear, the ear thing and be like, come on, give me more. Would you? Yeah. I'd no. like to see that. I'd like to yeah. see that. <laughs> well, it worked out Granite Xhaka. He's still playing. And he's, he's still at Arsenal. He's playing well as well. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose it wouldn't be too much of social media, but if you're playing or managing... That's in the moment. So she must be quite hard to, yeah. I suppose manage your uh, emotions. It would take a bit of getting used to, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think, think... it's hard to stay in that little box. You know, the little tactical box you have to stay in. You can't leave that box as a manager. Yeah, it'd be really hard not to like run on the bridge and celebrate with them when they score, especially in, like a big game. I know they run down the side, but I'd be straight on. Well, um, you know uh, the monkey man, Richard Keys. He is obsessed with well, Arteta did... coming out of his box. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he never stands in his box to be fair. Yeah. He's got a real hatred towards Arsenal, it seems like, especially lately. All the fans. Do you know what I've noticed as well on the TV lately at Arsenal? There's a whole bunch of, like... You know when you watch Real Madrid behind the goal, you've got loads of them white T-shirts? Yeah. At Arsenal now, behind... If you're looking at it on the TV, behind the right goal... There's loads of people wearing black t-shirts, like all black, like a little huddle of them. And I wonder if there was like something going on there, like expanding out or like like a supporters group or something. Uh, I think there is. There's been a new, there's been a load of new sort of faces. Yeah. So actually, if you go to the away matches with the Arsenal crowd, that's actually really, really loud now. Yeah. That never used to be the Sounds case. About, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And speaking of cheering, it, would you have a what if someone made a charm for you? What would it be? Like, Lewis, you've done an amazing job managing England. You've got a shoot to the final of the World Cup. What are those fans cheering? Uh, don't know. Probably take the piss out of my weight because I'm, I'm piling the pounds on at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's big, he's round. His tactics are profound. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to put that into a Euro dance theme or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it at the end of the pod. Do it. What, Dan, what about you? Um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. Um, I can't make them easy, can I? No. Well, that's, that, that feels like it needs a few weeks of planning to get the answer to that question. I have, have you got one? No. I, I'm asking the question, not answering. I see. Um, Dan, 
and you, no. just, you have the plain old Dan, Dan, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Lewis. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you have cheerleaders and stuff. Interesting, isn't it, where, where those chants come from, isn't it? Because like sometimes they're like full-on songs. And yeah. you're like, how does how does that even work? How does that get round? Because someone's written that. Do they then post it to a supporters group and then say sing it or I think they back in the day they used to put them on forums and stuff, didn't they? And they say to the tune of this and then they just catch on. But now it's all like social media, ain't it? Like yeah, the uh the one is like, Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. Yeah. That that started an away game on on um that's a, a few few guys are filming it on Twitter and it, it caught on and that's why it came about. So I think we could do one now and then we could put this on YouTube and someone might find it and then it might hit this it might hit the stands and then you know my <laughs> biggies round these tactics are profound might end up all around Premier League so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. imagine if our pod come up with one and we put it on like an England form and then we hear it's being sung of a World Cup. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the yeah, it's, I mean, if I look at Arsenal, they've got a Saka and Smith Row. Yeah. Oh, we've got a pod interruption. We have. <laughs> they got um, yeah, it's, it's Saka and Smith Row, which is based off the uh, status quo song uh, "Rock and Roll All Over the World." Yeah. And then there's another one. Uh, you know, Tequila, the Tequila song. The tequila. Did, yeah. Sing, sing it for me, and I'm sure I get it. Yeah. And when it goes, Saliba. They do that for Basuma, don't they? Well, the Brighton guys used to do it for Basuma. Yeah, trying to make it catch on at Spurs. I've heard a few people try and do it. It doesn't play though, so I think that's probably why he hasn't done it yet. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There is some funny inventive ones. The Charleston one is. It's it's one of those ones where it's really quick, but there's a lot of words in like such a short space of time, and you're like, I don't quite understand what you're saying. So you kind of just go, no, 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 Richardson. Can't what it is. While while you're finding it, what do you think about the England kit? All red. Should always be all red or all white. No blue. I don't. Is it? It's white with blue. It's like a blue design on it, isn't it? Yeah, on the shoulders. I didn't watch it the other game because they only wore it once, haven't they? Uh, yes, I think the wall, the away one, then the home one. Yeah, I, I agree with Lewis. I yeah, it's that got blue shoulders. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. I I feel like it should be red. I feel like... It should be based on your your flag, right? Yeah, red and white, like that, with a big cross in the middle. Well, where'd the blue come from? I know the blue is on the the lions, but it's not the Union Jack. Just, mm. just plain white, plain um, plain blue, plain white and plain red. Yeah, the Richarlison song, by the way, goes. Singing do I diddy diddy dum diddy do Tottenham's a Brazilian wearing white and blue. He looks good, he looks fine. Richarlison is on my mind, and he's Tottenham's number nine. But when you sing it quickly, you're like, Richarlison. Yeah, they are inventive, though, aren't they? They are quite clever. Yeah, people got a lot of time in their hands. Yeah, I mean, these guys just don't work, I reckon, and just sit there and this is they think that's their job. I really, going back to the England, I really like the England away one. Because that is red with a blue collar. Like I think that looks quite, quite smart. But yeah, I don't like that. Okay, so we'll have to design a new kit then, as well. New manager, yeah, new a, kit. New manager, new kit. Would you, as a, as a new manager, I thought of this the other day. You know, the, oh, this is really bad. I've forgotten her name, but but the England, the lionesses manager, the the lady from um, what's her name? Oh, Wigman. The one that won the Euro. Yeah. This year. 
So would you have her come across and be a men's manager? Do you reckon that could happen in the future? Yeah, it, yes. doesn't, it wouldn't bother me at all. I think it should. I, I think, think that's, that's quite... Go on. So I, I think it'd be quite interesting. I think it could actually offer like a whole new kind of setup. I think it'd be quite good to watch. Yeah. I I'd hate to experiment with a World Cup, but I think I'd, I'll take it at the moment. I think I'd, I'd replace Southgate. But actually, I'd swap them around because there's two words. They've got a World Cup coming up as well, haven't they, the Lionesses? Um, yeah. So we could just swap them around Yeah, see how they get on. There's so many good women managers out there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name, the Chelsea manager, though. I, She's been she's been flying high for ages. I think they they give him a go. Why not? Yeah. Wasn't it uh, was it Phil Neville before Serena Wigman? Yes, it was. Phil yeah, Neville, wasn't it? and then, yeah. now he's out in. Uh, he's managing Miami. Yeah, is it that, is it Beckham's team? Yeah, um, L A. Whatever it is, L A. Miami or something stupid. Into Miami. Into Miami. That's it. Yeah. So yes, I think. Uh, better than his brother did. That's for sure. And his brother was at Valencia. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. Although he's got the same record as, um, or similar record to Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That is interesting. Oh, I don't think Steven Gerrard's a very good manager. Yeah, he, he can't, well, he obviously did well at Rangers, but I think most people would go and do well at Rangers. I think if you don't finish first or second, regardless yeah. of who you are, that's a failure. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird, it's a yeah, stupid league. It is. Is there anything else you want to touch upon for uh, about being an England manager? Um, I wouldn't want to do it. Wouldn't want to do it. Don't want Conte to go and do it. I would accept Poch. I would get rid of. I I would actually take a punt and get rid of Southgate before the World Cup. Poch in. Poch in. Southgate out. Yeah. I was literally about to say, but don't worry, Gareth. We're all behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Like I I don't feel excited about the tournament this this year at all. Not at all. But I. But I think we'll probably all go through that thing where we hear three lines for the first time and then get really pumped up and, and be overexcited. And then I, I can't get excited for it at all. It's, it's the wrong time of year. It's going to be weird watching it at night. It's going to be weird watching it not, you know, in the, in the pub garden in the summer. And, you know, tournament football's always been in the summer and it's always been exciting over here anyway. Um, mm. And it's always made it exciting. At the end of the season, you've got something to look forward to. Yeah, having this middle of the season break, you, you know, it's going to affect the Premier League because basically the whole of the City squad, most of the Tottenham, most of the Arsenal, most Man United squads, they're all going to be having one, one eye on the World Cup if they're going. Um, but the standard of Premier League probably will slip. I mean, it's not that great at the minute anyway, especially with the refereeing, but it's just going to be shit. And then they're going to do the tournament, which will be shit. And then they'll come back and they'll be worried about injuries or maybe be injured, which will make it shit again. So we'll probably end up with another random team winning the Premier League this year purely because of this middle of the... It might be good. you know, It might make the Premier League exciting as long as it's not Leicester again. Because I can't part with my neighbour telling me that he's seen Leicester win the Premier League and England win the World Cup. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> you kind of want... There's a bit of you that kind of wants... Because it's a position where it is in the season. The nations of, of your club team, so like for Tottenham, it's like England and like Korea and, and whoever else is in there. You kind of almost don't want England to do well so Harry Kane can come back rested. Like, because that year we got to the final of the Euros, he didn't, he was crap for like a, a month or so, why? Because he didn't have any pre season. So yeah. I, I just, I worry about, yeah, players of nations that do well. You say that, but if England won the World Cup, I would go over again. That's it, done. Yeah, I'd go over it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, no, I, would, I would never, ever live it down. I'll never shut up about it. 
<laughs> That'll be it. Football's done for me. There's, no, there's nothing better than that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share the fun. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Twitter at JFAIPod. Catch you on the flip side. Lewis. Lewis.